Hi everyone, my name is Greg Donnelly. I'm just doing a reflection from last uh, Sunday's sermon. And so I, from Romans chapter 13, I just want to hit on some of the points that I made. First of all, that God has established human government. And it isn't just human government that he established, but he also established family and the church. And these are the three things that God has put together for humans in this world. And so as we talked about the government last week, and that God was the one who established government, one of the things we have to remember is that, that uh, we struggle with putting together church and state or church and government. And it's a good struggle though, because in Muslim countries, you don't have that struggle. It's simply everything together. For example, if a person leaves the Muslim faith, they're considered a traitor to the nation. And we don't have that issue in America, but, but uh, they do in different, different uh, Muslim countries. But that tension we have as far as what can the state do, what can the government, government do, what can the church do, it's, it's a healthy thing to have. And so we have that, and it's a good thing. Um, we talked about Moses uh, last time. We talked about Moses and how he got the moral laws given to him on Mount Sinai. And that, of course, with the Ten Commandments, and also about the, uh, the, the laws for the Levites, how they would put together the ceremonial laws and make the sacrifices of animals and do those kind of things. But then also they had what was called the civil law, and that was where people would have to learn how to live together. And that's actually what the word politics is talking about. It's Literally, it means cities uh, working together, the affairs of cities. And so we have to learn how to get along with one another. And that's like when they say, be civil. Well, that's kind of the idea of uh, civil laws. So first of all, God has established human government. Secondly, all people are to submit to their government. Now, there was a time in, the, in uh, England that King James, remember the name King James, this is about 1600, that he wanted to have what they call divine right of kings. And that is that kings could do no wrong. Now, it did not sell very well. He, it was his attempt, but it didn't really sell that well. But King James is the one who asked that, that uh, they would do a certain version of the Bible, take a version of the Bible, and it became known as the King James Version. He asked for this in 1604, and then it, it was finally done in 1611. So that's the King James we're talking about who wanted to have divine right of kings. But like I said, Everyone has to submit somehow to the government. Uh, here's another uh, point. God's people are to submit to the government unless the government tells us to disobey God. And I used a lot of different illustrations on Sunday, so I won't go into that again. But here's, a, here's some thinking uh, that, that can stretch us a little bit. Quakers, uh, the Society of Friends, no, they're known as that officially, but the Quakers are the ones who do not believe in war and, or, or in uh, militarism. It's interesting, there is a Quaker chaplain that is in the armed forces, but he won't, he won't hold, he won't uh, go, he'll go into battle with uh, soldiers, but he won't take a gun with him. And so, kind of interesting, but, but uh, it's up front what the Quakers believe. Now, we can have what we call conscientious objectors when it comes to war. But at least at that point, it's, it's going to the government saying, okay, I cannot, in a good conscience, uh, bear arms. I cannot shoot another person. I do not believe in war. And so when a person does that, they have to say, okay, this is what I believe. 
And if the government gives them an okay and says, okay, well, we won't use you for wartime or something like that, uh, it's okay. It's okay to be upfront and to let your, let your thoughts be known to the government, but that you would, you would obey whatever they do. And if, if there's consequences, that would be okay. They will go with them. Now, here's something. Uh, the fourth point was about when we don't obey God, when we don't obey the government, there will be consequences. They just kind of merged into that. But here's, I want you to think about this. I got this from a friend of mine, and I don't know where he got it from. I asked him, he said, I don't know where the quote came from, but I'm going to just use this here. In three short months, now it's about six months, uh, just like God did with the plagues of Egypt, he has taken away everything we worship. God said, if you want to worship athletes, I will shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me? I will make it where you can't go to church. And then I use these verses last or this verse last uh, Sunday. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And this person says this, maybe we don't need a vaccine. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters. And that is who our creator is. And that is Jesus Christ, our redeemer, our creator, our redeemer, and our, um, the one who saves us, our savior. And so it's some good thoughts on that. Now, when we do not properly obey government or anything, because if we don't obey government as we should, we're disobeying God. And oftentimes you, it breaks down to this. I'm not going to let anyone have authority over me. It's the issue of authority. And I just want you to uh, think about this for a minute. From 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'll see if I can hit this without uh, looking at the book for a minute. But uh, it says this, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, slanderous, not lovers of the good, without self-control, brutal, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And if you go through that list, it's talking about the last days, it's people who are doing their own thing. They're not going to be submissive to authority. And you look at that again and again and again. We don't want to live that way. We want to live our lives for Christ. And so when we talk about government authority and obey the government, it's in the areas where we can obey and support the government because God is the one who has established that. And so when we don't, we are disobeying God. Now, when we do disobey, it has to be where we are told to disobey God. But those cases, at least in America, are very, very seldom. And, and when that happens, then we do obey God. But God has given us a wonderful nation. 
And where it's not true, still government does rule. And it's sad when it's a, a dictatorial type of thing and the person is very brutal. And yet, when we can do it, obey the government, obey God, and when you do, to get, do it together, it all works out the best way. Thanks so much for listening today. May God bless you. And let me pray as I close this time of reflections. Our Father in heaven, we want to be people who are sold out to you. We want to be, pe be people who, who know you and love you and serve you with all our hearts. And Lord God, help us be the best representatives we can be in our nation. Wherever we, wherever we live, we want to be the best that we can be because you want the best for us and the best for the, the people that we live among. And Lord God, thank you again for the privilege of, of living the light, living out the light where it's dark. And help us, Lord, to, to think about those around us and have the perspective of eternity. And so, Lord, as we look at life from, the, from your eternal perspective, it puts everything in order. So thanks for this time now. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.